0: Welcome to Saying the Quiet Part Out Loud, a podcast from LiveRamp that uncovers what's unsaid about technology, data, and business and explores how they intersect. I'm your host, Daniela Harkins, SVP of Commercial Strategy at LiveRamp. It's a strange time for the TV business. While sports and production of new scripted content are making their way back onto viewers' screens, both the buy side, marketers and agencies, and the sell side media owners have needed to adapt to the changing ecosystem and viewership trends. In this podcast, Christine Premier, the head of Buy Side TV at LiveRamp and Jay Prasad, Chief Strategy Officer for TV at LiveRamp, discuss these changes and delivering relevant and better cross screen customer experiences while achieving business outcomes.
1: Thank you, Daniela. We're excited to jump into this conversation. And Jay, I'm gonna get us started with the baseline state of the industry. So much going on around us, so maybe I'll get started and and I'll talk about it from the buy side? Perfect. So if you think about it from a brand or advertising agency's perspective, they're trying to keep up with these consumers who are, are really bouncing all around this season. It definitely doesn't look like last fall or last holiday season. The viewership and the time being spent in CTV and OTT platforms is so much higher than it was last year at this time. We're starting to see all these new programs show up. The networks are really starting to put a pretty good go at what's on TV. We see sports creeping back. But really, consumers, this shift that they made into CTV and OTT time, it seems to be sticking around. So Jay, how does this play out for the sell side? How are the sell-side platforms really reacting to this crazy change in consumer behavior? You
2: have to look at the modern media companies. One are pure play TV programming oriented companies like Viacom, CVS, who completed a merger during all of this pandemonium here this year. And they are focused on trying to drive scale across all of their linear channels, as well as trying to build up their CTV and streaming platforms. And then you also have the vertically integrated media companies. So this would be like a Comcast or an AT&T where they have the television programming, streaming platforms, as well as a traditional cable pay TV service. And so they're trying to figure out what is the right balance in terms of how to keep audiences engaged and looking at fragmentation, not as a threat, but as an opportunity. And and that, of course, is making things such as production timelines for various TV shows. That's also now something that is in play. Was a new season going to be 12 to 13 episodes, but what really they can do is five? Or do they hold back a new series and try to focus it on streaming? I think they're trying to look at the data. They're trying to look at advertiser demand. They're trying to look at engagement and ultimately figure out a new portfolio way to manage programming. Under these circumstances, there's also the bellwethers of live TV, which is sports. And you have disrupted seasons. You have dates that are changing. You have games that are postponed. So even though live sports coming back was a very big win for the TV network, and I think advertisers as well, just because you're now getting at least some opportunities for large reach-oriented viewership, it's still difficult to understand Are consumers ultimately being consistent? For example, opening weekend of the NFL did quite well, but there were certain games in week two, like Monday Night Football, did not do that great. And then the following week, Sunday Night Football did great, but Monday Night Football did not. Currently, we're in the middle of the NBA Finals, and viewership, according to Nielsen ratings, is quite down for the NBA playoffs. So a lot of this is really just making it impossible for them to predict their business, And I feel that they're doing their best, but they're going to have another probably three to four quarters of this type of change. And I think that is really also playing out in the upfronts. The upfronts did not really happen in its traditional form this year. And a lot of advertisers, I believe, are rethinking their strategy. Is that how you're seeing it, Christine, with your clients?
1: On the brands and agencies, the desire is there to be back in market and spending. And you can see that, that, you know, really spend and investment is coming back, but the flexibility is going to be required. So even in the upfront commitments that they're making, they're asking for all kinds of interesting terms. I heard somebody say the other day, Flexibility means something different to every brand. So the investments are being made. They want to partner with the sell side. They want to reach consumers in all these different channels. But there's three big challenges that I think we're definitely trying to help brands and agencies navigate. The first one is that there really is no good consistent metric to help the sell side and the buy side trade, all of these new video impressions. So the video impressions that are happening in full episode players or are happening in apps on OTT and CTV, it's hard for the sell side to offer those up to brands and agencies on a similar metric as their linear. So this idea of fluidity and really being wherever the consumers are is what brands want. But the darn currency metric or that consistent metric of measurement is one of the things standing in their way. We've really tried to work with some partners in, in some brands and agencies to think about this as a different metric and a new metric, not necessarily to displace the way they're trading today on linear, where they maybe are, are paying for inventory based on Nielsen CPMs or Nielsen impressions. But rather to think about these as new metric, I use this analogy of I've got a gas-powered Audi in my driveway. And when my husband knew he wanted to go buy an electric vehicle, we couldn't evaluate those two cars on miles per gallon. It didn't make sense anymore. That doesn't mean I still don't have to put gasoline in my SUV, but now we needed a new metric. So now he got a Tesla and the new metric is really dollars per mile because we know how much it costs us to fill up the gas powered SUV and we know how much it costs us to charge a Tesla. So the new metric is the way that we're dealing with it in our household for cars. And really we're trying to help power a new metric like this for brands and agencies trying to balance all these new video impressions.
2: In order to try to meet that, I think the the television network side is trying to look at different metrics, right? I think if you are consistently chasing ratings of the past, it's a self-defeating prophecy. It's gonna be almost impossible to get back to what it was. I think viewing patterns are permanently changed, so you would call it structural. So I think there is a lot of things when you're dealing with structural change that are happening and they're happening pretty quickly. You'll see, I think, more focus on total view time and total engagement across platforms. So, if you are a very widely integrated company like NBC Universal with cable networks, sports apps, now the Peacock streaming app, you're gonna to wanna to look at how much engagement you have everywhere and not put all of your focus on that one live viewing on linear TV to try to value the property that you're trying to push in market. So a property like football might have lots of viewership happening in different ways. And if you're not counting that up as total customer or consumer engagement time, you're not looking at total potential ad impressions, then it's gonna almost be impossible to meet that kind of new metric that advertisers are wanting to be able to sell against.
1: Yeah, and really trying to, to solve that over here with every day that goes by. I think the other major problem this creates for brands and agencies, you related to that last one, is that with these shifts in really people who are loyal to linear and, and that's their choice for viewing, spending more time in, in sort of like COVID shift created some of this, the saturation problem in linear is really starting to reveal itself. So this concept that a heavy linear viewer can be absorbing a lot of your impressions is another really big challenge that I can see most of our customers trying to deal with. We ran an analysis across a cross section of brands and we found that for brands who are still buying in the old way, and they haven't necessarily moved to new strategies, almost 75% of their impressions in linear could be going to less than 25% of households. So this concept of trading and buying across screens And then add to that that there's no really great reach measurement across the screens. So currency was a problem. And now the second one is this concept of managing this waste. And it's one thing to know it exists. And then it's another thing to try to deal with it and pivot. And, and so if you know this waste is out there, you know you're already delivering so many impressions into these heavy linear homes. What do you do about it in finding those solutions in how you bring maybe some audience data to your CTV strategies? So the like, first problem was that there just isn't a common metric across all of these platforms. But then the second problem is that there's really no controls. So this reach saturation problem is, is one that they're trying to grapple with.
2: The advancements in the ability to use data, so otherwise looking at audiences, is going to be critical. And then you have to orient the ad-serving systems that are on digital with the linear and addressable trafficking systems, how do they start to communicate so you are able to look at audiences and that kind of frequency issue. It's also a difficult task when you're very much trying to make good on the deals that you've already struck. And being able to turn off ads on a schedule that is actually delivering, but not necessarily delivering, right, in an efficient way. And I think that's what you were saying, is that if so much percentage of the impressions are going to a much smaller percentage of total households, you've got an issue.
1: Yeah. And so those are like the, the infrastructure challenges. I would say there's a whole other batch of challenges, which we are also acting maybe in the spirit of therapists and coaches around training teams. So traditional linear teams who are being forced into this more digital CTV landscape. We're trying to help them and support them. There is really talent is a struggle. There's a lot of, you know, data talent that it's hard to find and is to bring into these teams. So really There's some structural problems, but then there's a whole bunch of of sort of people challenges that we also see people in workflow, I would say challenges that we also see brands and agencies dealing with. So the fall season is definitely bringing forward quite a few challenges for brands and agencies, but you know, I think they're up for the task. We are seeing some incredibly creative strategies develop. We are seeing teams break old molds. It really is each brand and agency team being motivated to really find new ways to work. So now the question is, what does the future bring? These brands and agencies are trying to prepare and pivot. What should they be getting ready for next, Jay?
2: I think we're gonna see a trend that has started continue to accelerate, which is the reorientation around streaming. So rather than streaming being a project or a product that you need to have in market as a hedge, against your current business, it becomes your whole business. Whether it's the ability to take programming and trying to make a more streaming first strategy around production and how you're going to program your streaming platforms to the continued integration of live news and sports within streaming platforms. So rather than hoping that consumers find your app on their smart TV or OTT device and then toggle back and forth to live TV, they're going to continue to make it a more all-in-one experience. And that's then taking an effect on how advertising sales and all of the operations around advertising work. So you're going to see more portfolio and data-driven sales teams. I think the disruption to the upfronts may permanently disrupt that more relationship, large deal Oriented sales strategy, while those are still going to happen for your huge tent poles, it's going to have to shift to this more audience driven, always on approach to upfronts and basically looking at that kind of year round planning cycle. If the agencies and buyers are now getting much more adept at using data and making decisions on how their media is performing, the sellers simply don't want to wait to get optimization results that may not be favorable to them. They want to try to get out in front of it. So I think there'll just be more orientation around streaming, more orientation around leveraging data so you understand your audiences, and then ultimately year-round engagement with key advertisers to ensure that consumers and advertisers are both seeing value from this massive change.
1: Thank you, Jay, for those insights and predictions on what might be around the corner. I really enjoyed chatting today, and I, I look forward to navigating the future with you
0: going to be a lot of fun. Each week is going to be different. This podcast was brought to you by LiveRamp. You can find us online at LiveRamp.com and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at LiveRamp. Subscribe to Saying the Quiet Part Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen to podcasts.